everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 124. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Tom, and somewhere out there is your other host, Neil. Neil? Hello, Thomas. Hello, Thomas. How are you? I'm glad to see that you made it back from your weekend of debauchery uh, in one piece. Well, that is two straight weekends of debauchery. Well, that's true, but it sounds like last weekend was a full weekend of full-on debauchery, right? It was pretty debauched. (laughs) Um, Well, it's funny because today is Thursday. I left last Thursday. So so this is episode 124. This is going to be the Savage Mountain Punk Fest episode. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of Tom today because Tom went and I didn't, so... Yes, Neil could have come, but he decided to stay home, and I don't know what he did. Well, you know what, you know what, you know what, cats and drink gin and tonics at his apartment. Well, it's it's because I was broke after spending that like eight hundred dollars on the fucking hotel in Coopersville. (laughs) Oh no! Did you not get your money back? Well, supposedly we 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 talked to them, um, and supposedly they are going to refund me, but I don't think I've seen it yet. So. You know, what they promise and what I actually get are two different things. So those, those, the fake two nights that I booked, I'm supposed to get back. But like I say, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I had definitely, I stayed at hotels for about four nights in a row. And uh, I definitely uh, saw some lack of amenities. We did not stay at a lot of places that you would call like Four Seasons-esque. But I'm guessing you didn't spend that much on the hotels, right? Well, you know, of course, we split it. It was two of us. Yep. Scott and I went. So anyway, of course, listen, you're, you're going to want to write us probably after you hear tonight's episode concern <laughs> over my general welfare. <laughs> yes. So you Make can sure he's okay. <laughs> punk till I die 77 at Gmail or send us a message on uh, Punk till I die podcast on Facebook. It's fun, though, because this is so listen, a week ago. It was more than a week ago. It was, it was almost two weeks ago, actually. Right. Neil and I sat across from each other at my kitchen table, and that would have been the last episode, 123. And it was fun because we actually got to talk about our adventures, right? Right. Yeah, it's, it feels like forever since we did an episode, man. It really does. But, uh, yeah. I... Well, yeah, it, it was. It has been, actually. We've been we've been uh, slacking as we've been, you know, having real fun life stuff happen. Well, you have anyway, yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, man, like I said, I'm sorry you didn't get your money back from your hotel at Coopersville. I hope that does happen. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, next year you might have to go to this thing with us if, if they have a good lineup because it was, it was a very, a very good time. Well, yeah, you I know? mean, from, from everything you've – well, the few things you've told me so far, it sounds like it, it sounds fantastic. But uh, I'm waiting to hear all the grisly, grisly details because if you say things were bad, then I'm <laughs> – I can believe you that things must have got pretty sloppy. Well, I'm not talking it's, about it's, the yeah, band. Grizzly. Yeah. Grizzly is, yes. <laughs> well, and so so the reason I heard about this thing, so I, I went to something called Savage Mountain Punk Fest in Cumberland, Maryland, which is something that, a place that probably most people don't even know where it is, honestly. I had to look it up on the map. Yeah, I don't know where um, it is. <laughs> and the reason it was on my radar is because Sloppy Seconds was headlining this thing um, on Saturday night. It was a three-day three day event, small, like, DIY punk fest. And uh, so I started digging into it, and it had a really cool lineup spread out over the three days. So I got kind of excited about it. So we're like, wow, we should go, we should go, we should go. And then, of course, you know, I've been mostly not going to shows for 20 months. So all of a sudden, that eight-hour drive is like, ah, you know what? Screw it. Let's have a road trip, good old-fashioned road trip. Yeah. So you went so, with who? Uh, my buddy Scott, who I go to everything with. Okay. Good old who Scott. Who you know yep. well. And, I do. Yep, yep. And we travel together well, you know. Um, so yeah, we, we took off on, uh, Wednesday, uh, I'm sorry, we took off on Thursday after work. So, so the bummer of it is there's a really cool lineup on Thursday night of 
the beatnik tournaments with the headliner on Thursday night, and uh, they were supported by um, the Jasons, right? The Jasons, who I've I've actually never seen either of those bands, so I definitely wanted to see them. And there was even a couple, there was even a couple more kind of coolish. Oh, McRad was the other oh, one. That's that right, I would McRad. Like to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So McRad was a like a punk reggae kind of band fronted by Chuck Trees, right? Chuck yeah. Trees is that? Am I? Yeah, Chuck Trace, yeah, I think he was uh he was a black pro skateboarder in the eighties. Um Yeah, like in the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're actually very good. I, so I I've got some of their stuff on some of the Thrasher compilations. I, I haven't got their album, but I think they had a song called Warning, which is really, really good. From what well, I remember. It's anyway. funny 'cause I'm only I'm only vaguely familiar with them, but I, I kinda put them in like the same category as faction. Where they I, had some really cool stuff, but not necessarily like a brilliant career necessarily. Uh but yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. That makes sense. But I would have really liked to see them. But anyway, unfortunately, you know, so last year, because of COVID, of course, nobody really took any vacation. So our our work vacation calendar, Scott and I work together, is just, I mean, the day we left, there was only three people working that Friday. I mean, so you, it was it's just like every everybody's off. So you couldn't get so out we, early. You couldn't get to the Thursday, basically. No, we couldn't really get to Thursday. So, we, But we did leave early on. I'm not sorry. We didn't leave. We left right from work on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I was, and and uh, and it's kind of a throwback to when when Scott and I, especially, we had a bunch of other friends doing this. It was a time where we were trying to go to all the major league baseball parks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's thir- thirty of them. So we used to do this, like my brother and Scott and I and another friend, and we'd always leave the night early because then we could go drink in Cleveland on Wednesday night or whatever, or Toledo or some god awful place on, you know, on Wednesday night. So we didn't have to wait till the next morning. So this is kind of a throwback to that. So yeah, we actually left on. Thursday right after work, I went to a no-name town off the Ohio Turnpike called Streetsboro, Ohio. Streetsboro, Ohio. Wow. Streetsboro, Ohio. That's right. It's not like street punk Ohio, but Streetsboro, (laughs) Ohio. And it was like the only place we could find that was like had a bar on each side of the hotel. (laughs) So that so that was your that that was your main uh, main attraction was the fact that not that the hotel was any good, just the fact that there was a bar on either side. no. (laughs) No, listen, dude. As long as you don't have bed bugs, it's fine. Well, how could you tell that? Shit, that's really difficult to tell, my friend. Well, it's funny you say that because Scott had them. Oh, I've I've had uh, them too. I I got them in Mexico once. That is no fun. Well, that's what he said. It's the worst nightmare ever. He said he'd kill himself if he got bedbugs again. So yeah, it's not a so he is not a good like, time. So he's super diligent about looking for them, hmm. and he's actually taught me how to look for them too. Oh, that's good. That's a good thing. So to yeah, do. whenever we whenever we go to our whenever we show up at our two star hotel. <laughs> With with the dead hooker floating in the pool for <laughs> eighty bucks a night or whatever, first thing we do, man, check our we check our uh, check our beds for bed bugs. So yeah, and someone told me as well, you want to put your bags in the bathtub or something because then they can't get in your bags or some shit. Yeah. What if there's already a dead hooker in your bathtub? I mean, you, you gotta. <laughs> well, you don't mind anyway. a, You don't mind the dead hooker in your bags, but you don't you don't want the bed bugs. That's <laughs> true. One's a lot easier to get rid of. Well, and it's it's uh yeah, I know it costs thousands of dollars, and it's like a nightmare. So, it is. Yeah, it very... is because they're really fucking hard to kill. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you have to like either freeze them or burn them, basically. Right, and they can come in with these poisons and stuff, but then they get immune to the poisons really quick. So all it takes is like a couple to survive, and then you got another fucking colony within like a within like a, a week or two. It's. I think I had three or four visits from the uh, from the exterminators before I got rid of mine, and I brought mine back oh. from Mexico, which was uh, which was a nice. I had a great trip, but came back with the. Uh, Dreaded bed bugs. Yeah, came back with hepatitis B and bed bugs. <laughs> yes, exactly. But these things, these things happen. 
Yep. Listen, I want to. I'm gonna. I want to play a. I want to play the first song because I got a lot of songs. I'm gonna play all bands that appeared at the, this festival. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give Tom all the rights to the songs this week. He's. He's choosing all the songs. Yes, so Neil is good. being very magnanimous. He's giving me all the songs. And now so, I'm gonna give so, him. So the you can blame him. You, you can blame him when 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 you don't like him. Well, we've actually played this band before. They're from New York. They're a trio, female fronted. Woman plays guitar and sings, and the bass player and drummer, and they're called the Lauskateers, and they came on our radar because they have some connection to Joe Queer. I think he might have produced their record or something. But anyway, they just put out a new record, like, a couple days ago, or a couple weeks ago now, probably. What, an album or a single? It's an album. Okay. It's called Life After Mandals. Are Mandals those, is that, I don't know if they're talking about those, like, man sandals or what? I don't know what that means. I have like, to like the you know, like the sandals that our our buddy Richard White wears. The oh, man Jesus. sandals, mandals. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, is that what mandals are, or is that, is that like some? I don't know. But that's his new nickname. Him. His new nickname is is mandals. Richard Mandals. Yep. Nick Mandals. <laughs> or if it's short for manhandles, I, I listen. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. But anyway, we we played them before, and they, yeah, they got a brand new record out, and they actually opened the show on Friday night. Okay. So let's go ahead and play that. This, this is a new song from them. It's called The Silence. The Lausketeers, The Silence. Lausketeers there with the silence and uh, Lausketeers. I guess it's spelled like Mouseketeers, right? Like Mickey Mouse Club yes. or whatever. But except got an L at the beginning, like Laus, Lausketeers. Right. Okay. 
a no three piece. I mean, set, I was, right? Yep. Okay. They're good. They're fun. Pop okay. punk. Pop punk. Kind of uh, gritty pop punk kind of thing. Kind of cool. Cool band, honestly. Um, I s- talked to the drummer really briefly. Hmm. There was a lot of that's one thing with these smaller festivals. It's very friendly. Everybody's socializing, you know. Right. So, so the socializing will usually cost you missing at least half a band at some point. Oh yeah, but for sure. That, yeah. But that's all right. That's all right. So yeah, so we we get so we go about halfway on Thursday night. Show doesn't start till the Friday night show doesn't start till eight. But so hey, hold on a second. Theoretical- hold on a second. You, you you're getting ahead of yourself. So just give me a brief rundown of. Uh, you mentioned two bars and outside of this hotel. Uh, what were the uh, what were uh, these establishments like? Oh, do you remember what they were called? Yes, the first one was called the Happy Moose. Happy Moose, there and it was a, it was a pretty nice sports bar. Okay, and we had a pretty decent burger there, even though mine had chorizo on it. And I think it might have been a little funky. <laughs> Don't sue me. Don't sue me, Happy Moose, but it did not sit particularly well with me after that. Well, it could have been five hundred beers that you had, right? Yeah, it's always hard to tell. You know, it's always hard to know where to draw that line. But I've I had five hundred beers before, which <laughs> only true. makes the story I'm going to tell you later even more strange. But anyway, okay. that's right. Okay. So, so yeah, so yeah, and then that was a pretty respectable place. But they must have the AC in there like sixty degrees. I swear it was so cold in there. You know, I'm a big sweaty guy. I'm sweating like crazy right now. I didn't bring a sweatshirt. I didn't bring long pants this for the whole weekend for five days. You know, I didn't bring anything like that. But my buddy Scott has his truck so freaking cold. I swear, if we go on a road trip again, I'm bringing a sweatshirt to ride in the truck. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. he's got his he's got his truck like 62 freaking degrees. This bar is so cold. I'm just like these poor girls walking around in here. Yeah. But anyway, so this this was actually a pretty decent place, but they closed at like 10 or 11. So we found this other place. It was like in a in a strip mall. It's called Chuggers. Okay. This Chuggers. was definitely the more. <laughs> Good lord. This was definitely. <laughs> this was definitely more of a blue collar place. Because heaven forbid you go back to the hotel at eleven, <laughs> get ready for the next day. Well, I, I think they closed at one. I think we stayed till one. Okay, chuggers, well, good Nino, old we're, chuggers. We're, yeah, we're on vacation, dude. That's true. I guess I got okay. I'll get you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, and it was night after night too. That's the thing. I think that's where we lose you usually. Like you're good for a couple nights maybe, but it's that night after night thing, right? Kind of wears on you. Yeah, I'm good for I'm, but, good, I'm good for one night probably. Yeah, these cases. Oh, I'm looking at, hold on, I'm looking at this place. I just looked up Chuggers, Ohio, and it came up. Dude, this is the most anonymous-looking place I think I've ever seen. It looks like a comic book store from Full the outside. Of, like, pool tables and darts board and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 they have, like, a lot of pool leagues and stuff in there, I think. You, they have <laughs> plaques all over the wall. From the outside, of it, they've got monkeys for some reason, and... <laughs> logo. So, you know, this is the kind of place that you'd see in a strip mall, and you'd never think in a million years of going in there, but... Good on you, Tom. Oh, yeah, you're such a prude. Hey, the funny thing is, you're the funny thing is, the funny thing is, there's on the picture on on uh, Google, there's a guy standing outside smoking, wearing a hate breed shirt. So there you go. I guess it fits right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, the music was a crazy mix of country. I think I heard some like Christian rock. It was the most bizarre, dude. It was it was it was a pretty weird place. But you know what? It was friendly. The beer was cheap. It was cold. It was it was fine. Okay. I mean, cool. We filled a lot of place, a little, but it wasn't like the the quintessential like bar where you walk in and the jukebox, the record skids off, you know, the needle skids off the jukebox. That was later in the trip. Okay. That we went to that place. Oh, and it looks like they so, have yeah. li- it looks like they have bands at Chuggers too. I'm looking at a live band yeah, playing in the corner. Old, they had a big old stage. Yeah. I'm sure they're all top notch cover bands. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yep. So we, 
somebody I hope somebody who listening knows Streetsboro, Ohio. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna laugh. Yeah. But you know, it was just it's kind of rust belt. You know, it's like Ohio's like just like a slightly more depressing version of Michigan, you know, a little more rust belt. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Not doesn't have the you know, the nice lakes. It's got the Lake Erie, you know. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, so so we got up, you know, got to be out of the hotel by 11. We were out of the hotel by, you know, 11. And uh, headed over to Pennsylvania. So basically, the way from our house, you cut, you just cut east through Ohio, then you basically cut Pittsburgh, and then you kind of cut southeast from Pittsburgh another couple hours, and that's where um, Cumberland is. Pittsburgh is about a six-hour drive. So, um, so hold on. So Streetsboro, where you stopped, was about four hours or something? Four or five hours? Yeah, four and a half, four and a half hours. Okay, yeah. so we had about four hours to drive the next day. Okay. Yeah, if if that. But we did we did make one. We stopped for lunch at a town. I wish I could remember what the name of this town was. Because it was like in western Pennsylvania. But you would have thought you were in. So it's like the Appalachia area, though, right? I mean, oh, is Jesus. that what it is? <laughs> I mean, it's, well, it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's West Virginia. It's It's Pennsylvania. It's. Um, Deliverance country, it, basically. Well, it's funny because yeah, we were when you think of Pennsylvania. Obviously, what do you think of? You think of Philadelphia. You think of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But these are definitely very, very uh, rural communities. We went to this place for lunch, and it was really. I mean, that was they were very friendly too, but it was definitely one of these bars where you just go and sit around, and wait to die. That's because they wanted to in eat like you. a dying town. They wanted to eat you alive. Yeah, yes, well, probably. <laughs> I think there was a lot of mining at one point, and there's not much mining anymore. Oh, dear. So there's not a ton of industry. Yeah. Well, my so Scott wanted to go – you know, Scott's a bit of a history buff, and I am too to a certain extent. But the one thing we went by that he wanted to check out, which we had to go relatively close to, was the um, Shanksville, Pennsylvania 9-11 Memorial. So we're coming up on the 20th anniversary here of 9-11, right? Oh, we and that was yeah. the one plane – yeah, two planes two planes threw in, flew into the World Trade Center, one – plane flew through into the flew into the Pentagon and it was the one that went down in a field in Pennsylvania like an hour from the Congress or whatever in hindsight we probably should have let it smash into Congress but you know what are you <laughs> gonna do we didn't know at the time but there's a, a you know so famously you know there's that that movie about and everything else they, got, they they said let's roll and they supposedly went and attacked the terrorists and took the plane down the field even though history has shown us it probably was shot down by f-16s but anyway we're gonna let them stay heroes anyway but they have a, a monument there and it was i don't know it didn't, it didn't really do a ton for me but you know it's good to see stuff right it's is it just like a uh, like a, say a plaque in the middle of a field or something no it's like a national i think it's a national park they have a building and some stuff and okay oh, all right they, gotcha. they have like a black like a black marble path, like the end of the flight pattern. There's like a boulder where the thing crashed. It, it was spread out over 40 acres. Jesus. It's funny, dude. It's a tiny little town, right? So my buddy was telling me, because Scott's a fireman. He's the fire chief for our little town here, actually. But he, uh, he's like, you know, some volunteer fireman initially showed up to this thing. You imagine that just showing up. You got a plane crash. There's just dead bodies all over the... Ugh. That's rough, man. Those, like, guy, man. those guys all I fucking heroes. Two- it's like I make I'm on call, I make fifteen dollars an hour, I'm here and there's dead bodies all over the place. Mm-hmm. So anyway, not to laugh at those dead bodies, it was a horrible tragic event. Forty people died. Forty people not counting the terrorists. So anyway. Interesting times, man. You know, interesting times now because we got this situation in Afghanistan where we fought twenty years over this stupid thing and now we it was literally for nothing. So Yep. But that's a different. That's a different thing. That's I don't a different show. That. That's for a different show, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. A different show. Yep. 
So anyway, I mean, so you were so you were in Shanksville. Did you find any bars in Shanksville? We didn't. We just went to lunch at a place, and we were there on a Friday. And the Friday special was dollar seventy five drafts of, uh, <laughs> of what was of the Yingling, Yingling, Yingling. Y- Yingling. Yeah, it's made yeah. in Pennsylvania. We for whatever reason they don't import it to Michigan. So it's like whenever we're out of the state, we drink a ton of Yingling. We drank our gallon weight in Yinling this weekend, no question about it. Yeah, I've had that in Florida before. I kind of like that, actually. It's kind of nice. It's it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's better than, you know, Miller Lite or something. Yep. No, so, no doubt. So, yeah. So, then we, yeah, we went down to the, we went to, so after that, we did head over to the, head over to Cumberland, which is a weird, you know, it's weird, these towns in the mountains, because you're driving on the highway in the mountains, all of a sudden, boom, there's a town. Well, this is an older town. It's got a lot of big, big older brick buildings and stuff, you know. It's got a, it's a town that's full of history and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so we get off and we go to our lovely, Scott pulls into the Marriott. I'm like, dude, we're not staying here. So you didn't book anything like, beforehand? We like, you hadn't booked anything beforehand? No, no, we had, we had reservations. We had, oh, we, we had did. Reservations. Okay, gotcha. What's the old joke, Neil? We had reservations, but we stayed there anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, gotcha. But uh, Scott pulls into the Marriott. I'm like, oh, no, we're not staying here. He's like, what? I thought it was what we were saying. I'm like, no, we're at the Ramada, dude. <laughs> so... We had this railroad tracks right behind our hotel, which we couldn't hear anything. Anyway, because by the time we passed out, there was no living or dying thing that was going to wake us up. But uh, which my buddy, so we we ended up meeting uh, some friends, uh, a friend of mine. You know, we were all kind of friends while we were there. He brought a friend from uh, Baltimore. Shout out to Chris from Baltimore, um, who I had met at a punk camping thing a couple years ago. Okay. So Baltimore, Baltimore's only about a couple hours away, two hour, two two twenty or something. I think he said. So they came up and they were going to come to the festival with us, stay at the same hotel. Had warned us that the hotel was not that great, hmm. and uh, but we got there at like five o'clock, checked in, you know, maybe changed our clothes, put on some fresh deodorant, brush, you know, brush teeth, you know, do what you got to do before you go out. Did you find out that you booked um, in the wrong weekend, like this idiot? No, I did not. No, we did not do that. <laughs> But we did not book the Marriott like Scott wanted to. But this place, this so this Ramada was so close. You know, it was like one and a half blocks. Oh, from the uh, it was from literally the venue? Okay. from the venue. It was literally yeah. like a two minute walk. So well, yeah, that's we handy walked for you. <laughs> but yeah, so it's funny. So my buddy said, "Hell, the elevators don't work." I'm like, oh, that sucks, man. But we were only on the second floor, and when we got there, they worked. So I didn't think anything of it. But this is a foreshadowing of what would happen later. Oh boy. So so. Uh, <laughs> so so we finally get over to the the venue about seven. Now, what's the venue called? The venue is called Mezzos, downtown Cumberland. Mezzos? Like I said, there's a pretty decent downtown there, even though about every other building could be empty. You know, just all brick, you know, just older downtown. Um, the bar itself is pretty decent upstairs, pretty nice, like comfortable, like, chairs and couple of remote bars and tables and stuff and it was a big big old you know classic wooden probably ten thousand pound bar and it was it was cool but the show was in the downstairs which i know you're not you were never a church going man neil but if you ever went to like into the church basement that's what this place felt like a church basement so did it smell kind of old and, and i'll musky? tell you why it did at the end it smelled of vomit i'll tell you what so let's so so I'm gonna play a lot of songs for the bands that played on Friday night. So the second I'm gonna play another song. Okay. So the second band that played was called. Yeah, I'm totally I'm totally losing my mind here. Was it ta- was I'm typhoid, totally blanking out. You'll typhoid Rosie, right? Typhoid Rosie. That's right. Another band from New York. Okay. I think Brooklyn or something. 
Another female-fronted band, cool band. I enjoy them very much. Also, just put out a new album. It's called Queen of Swords. Um, definitely kind of more of a uh, a pop punky kind of band, but definitely more like a feminist bent. I would say. Okay. They might have. To, they might be my new feminist pop punk band since the Lippies have packed it up again. Yeah. Um, the singer, I guess, was a comedian. Oh. Before this, hmm, interesting. Okay. She was dressed like I think Wonder Woman. Which was sort of interesting. Okay, so what's but, they were doing some kind of uh, what like art thing or something or performance I don't know, art? Neil, don't, don't ask me. This was relatively early in the evening. So, like I said, we met my buddy at about seven before, and then we sat upstairs and had a few beers, and then we went downstairs in time for to kind of check out the layout and and watch the first band, which is Los Cateers, and then we watched this band, which is Typhoid Rosie. So let's play a Typhoid Rosie song. This is called "Defend Your Temple." Typhoid Rosie there with uh, Defend Your Temple. So you enjoyed them, huh? I did. Okay. I, 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 uh, I, I, every, honestly, there wasn't one band that I thought was, that I didn't like. That's amazing. That's course, actually I did, awesome, I did, dude. I did skip the Saturday afternoon session and I heard there was a ska band. So chances are pretty good I would have heard at least one band I didn't really like. <laughs> well, there you go. Even <laughs> though my, my buddy from Baltimore went and said they did a ska version of some, 
they covered some wacky song. He said he thought it was oh, Islands in the Stream. He said he saw a sky a ska band cover Islands in the Stream. You know that song? Well, you know those ska bands are very wacky, aren't they? Jesus Christ! That's yeah, just fucking awful. But I mean, I, that was like a duet, right? Like a country from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's Kenny it's, Rogers. It's got it's got Dolly awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway I, so so the way this so the, so so we we get down so in the way this festival worked. It was basically in like four sessions, and you could buy tickets for all four sessions for like fifty bucks. I mean, it was super reasonable. Or you could get VIP. VIP even was super reasonable. I think it was like one hundred fifty. And I think if you get VIP, you get like a separate room. I think you get to eat maybe. Get a hooker. Get some, it's good. Get like free drinks. Yeah, I, I did not see a lot of hookers down there, but you know we didn't look that hard. Um, but uh, we just decided to buy two of the four sessions. So we got the Friday night and the Saturday night. And we decided to skip the Saturday afternoon session, which I'll kind of explain that later. But anyway, so yeah, we're, we're there. We're two bands in. I'm pretty pleased with how things are going. But anyway, so the room downstairs, it's got these tiny little tiles on the floor. Not like the big black and white style, but like the tiny little ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as soon as you start to get some beer on the floor, oh, it's slippery. just like an ice cube. Oh, like an yeah. ice skating rink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like a, a long, narrow room, and there's a bar along one side. So we were kind of hanging by the bar, you know, like like we're prone to do, and watching the bands. The bar was kind of in the middle of the room, and it was good. Everybody, you know, we could see what was going on. You know, the sound system was fine. You could, it, it pretty decent. It was clearly, you know, it wasn't like a big club system or something, you know, lots of lights and stuff. There was a big window behind the stage on the street. Oh, yeah, so okay. Watch, yeah, yep. So you could watch from, watch from up above. I'm actually looking and, at a picture uh, of it right now. I'm actually looking at a picture of it. It said, did it have tables and stuff, or did they take all the tables out? There was no tables downstairs except for, like, a couple that they were using for, like, the uh, mixing board and that kind of stuff. Okay. It was just, just an open room. And in the back, there was, like, an L-shaped room for the merch, which was kind of separate from everything else, which that's was kind of cool, actually. Too. Yeah, that's actually yeah, handy, well. Yeah. So I went back there, and I'm, like, eyeballing all these records, and I'm like, oh, you're going to be here till the end, right? Because I don't want to carry all this crap around, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think, but I bet you ninety percent of the people who say that never come back, right? I have to say, I'm looking at pictures of this place, and the upstairs looks really nice. It looks really swanky. I mean, it's it's aged, but it it is it's nice. It reminds you of like an inner city bar. I mean, it's like wooden. They've got like leather chairs yeah. and shit, and a really nice wood, red chairs, uh, pool table. Yeah, yeah no, it looks it looks yeah, nice. It cool. Yeah, not like a dive bar was, by any means. The food was decent. It wasn't amazing, but it was it was decent. You know, yeah. good portions and all that. Uh, beers were cheap, man. So we were drinking, I mean, I, I hate to say this because I don't want to raise them for next year, but we were drinking those Yinling 16-ounce tall tall cans. Yeah. Three bucks. Three bucks. Can't beat that. Holy shit. They had the tall cans of PBR, two yep. bucks. Oh, God. So this, so this kind of leads into the next. So we're sitting there watching the bands, and the next band up, man, like, forget the order of the next two. So the next two bands were The Downstrokes and Reckless Threat. And I actually talked quite a bit to the drummers, the drummer from... Uh, reckless threat. His name is Mike. So shout out to Mike if he's if he's listening. Um, and uh, they were both very good. Definitely like 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 the kind of band like the kind of punk band you like to do if you're a bunch of older guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a punk power pop kind of thing. Good good songs, you know. Both had records actually, which I picked up later, but we'll get into that a little bit too. Um, so unfortunately, this was the point in the evening where we've been drinking quite a bit. I can't remember which one played first, which played second, but they were both very good. One of them played Chinese Rock. Hmm. I don't remember which one. Okay. 
which was fun. These festival things, it's always fun, especially, you know, because you listen to a bunch of bands, you're like, oh, I dig it, but you don't know a lot of the songs, right? Well, so how many people are there? How many people are there we're talking about in this place? Because it holds about 200, right, this downstairs venue? Yeah, it looks I like. think if it's full, it's like, I, I would guess a couple hundred. I don't know what the fire code is, maybe more than that. I would say there's probably a hundred people at any given time. Okay. I mean, I mean, so it wasn't not super cra- crowded then. It wasn't crazy, but it wasn't like embarrassing. You know, there was always people watch. There was always, you know, it wasn't like an empty room. Like sometimes you go to these things and the opening band will play and it'd be like the closest person is like 30 feet away or something. Right, right, right. It wasn't like that. It helps that like the stage is right at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. So you actually kind of have to pass the stage to go back in the room. But, uh, so about this time. I see a guy walking in that looks like a rock and roll lifer, Neil. Yep. I'm guessing who it is. And, I'm guessing and it's I'm pointing, top, and, right? and he looks he sees he sees me and I'm wearing a cheat shirt and he gives me the nod and I walk up to him and I said, Dude, you actually sent me this shirt. <laughs> I'm Todd from or I'm Tom from Punk Till I Die and that was Todd Cheat and uh this is definitely a guy who walks into the room and his band too. They look like they they almost look like Sunset Strip, like mid eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. His guitar players are so funny. They just they primp and pose and uh they're good. They're, I mean they're good guitar players, but they got their hair all teased up it's it's pretty funny. Wow. So he's he's like, dude, you need a beer? I'm like, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I gotta say, if I had to put my finger on a point where the evening started spiraling a lot of control, <laughs> I would put it right there. And like I said, I don't remember if the downstrokes were playing or if Reckless Threat was playing. But, yeah, when he came in, and uh, they were playing the next night, but I guess some of the guys in his bands are big fans of the headliner on the Friday night show. So, yeah, we started buying each other beers. And Scott and I were already buying each other beers. So then you get this thing where you're just buying multiple beers, and you're walking around, and if you can't find who the beers are for, you're just drinking all the beers. And it was <laughs> we – were, we were drinking really heavily. Just just beer. Nothing weird. But uh, so – so anyway, I picked out a song from each, from both Reckless Threat and... Downstrokes. And the Downstrokes. Which one did I give you first? Uh, you gave me the Downstrokes first, but it doesn't matter. All right. Let's play the Downstrokes then. Okay. So they Do- have a 12-inch, at least one 12-inch uh, EP, six-song EP, which I picked up. It's called Fall in Love with Punk Rock Again or something like that. Fall in Love with Punk Again. Okay. I've obviously, obviously done my research here. Not... Um, and this song is called Snafu, Situation Normal All Fucked Up. So let's give that a spin. Cool song.
was. That was Snafu by the Downstrokes. And yeah, that's uh, Situation Normal all fucked up. That's kind of an army thing, isn't it? I think that's... Uh, that's. I the, think it is. Was, that that a, was it a Vietnam piece? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So let me, let me, let me look up these guys a second, just so we know. Just so we can name-check the album correctly. Do, do, I believe do. that they were kind of local. Okay. Fall in love with... Fall in love with punk rock again. There you go. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's like a it's right. like a six was... track it's like a six track EP, right? Yep, twelve inch twelve inch uh, six track EP. I bought it. I'm like, I pulled it out. I'm like, oh, it's black, but it was dark in there. And I got home. It's like a dark marble purple. It's pretty cool. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Or gray. I think they called it gray on disguise or whatever. But it's it's cool. One of my many. I pretty much if you the, if the bands had vinyl and I thought they were decent, I bought their records. Oh, that's interesting. Discogs has so, this wrong. Discogs has two different bands called the Downstrokes, even though it's the same thing. Interesting. Same band. Well, yeah. it's funny. You know, you, you get that Discogs, and you're like, oh, it's the Darts, but it's got a five next to it because there's five different bands named the Darts or whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, at this point, we we are having a wonderful time. We are talking to people, hanging out with my buddy from Baltimore. I'm hanging out with my buddy Scott. Uh, Chris is Chris from Baltimore's buddy's name was. Uh, Josh, dang it. Am I going to forget his name? <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Josh. Hey, buddy. We'll just call him Buddy. How's that? Some of the J. He's a super nice guy, too. I'm I'm super sorry for forget. I'm sorry I can't, can't remember your name. So are you, are, you, um, are you hanging out with Todd Cheat the whole time, or is he, like, coming and going we, as he's we talking to people? No, well, we were all, we were all kind of coming and going. You know, mm-hmm. we'd sit around and talk for, talk for a few minutes, and... Uh, so I had missed the beatnik termites, but like the like the at least two of the three termites were there the whole weekend. <laughs> two of the three termites, excellent. Well, Pat Termite is the main guy, and his bass player. It's funny, Pat Termite is like he's probably a little older than I am. I would guess maybe early fifties. So a youngster there. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, and, and he's an Asian guy, and he uh, which it's funny. I didn't know that. I swear. Okay. I didn't know Pat Turner was an Asian guy. Not that I care, but I talked to him briefly. I was talking to his bass player, a nice guy, and I was like, oh, I was hoping to get here yesterday. I saw you were selling your new record. And and I was going to try to meet up with him at some point because we were all staying at the same dumpy hotel. Uh, but just it didn't work out. But they also had their covers album. The Beatnik Termites did the Pleasant Dreams in the Ramon series. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, the, the vinyl, Ramon series. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The vinyl is way, way, way out of print, but they had the... Uh, the CD of Pleasant Dreams. I would have totally bought the CD, and I would have bought the, the new record. But anyway, it wasn't to be this time. But yeah, they were there all weekend drinking beer and hanging out. So it was cool. Um, I can't remember where I'm going with this. Anyway, it was just we were just having a great time. We were you, just, you, we were you, just doing, you were doing naked. a lot of drinking with a lot of different people. It sounds like it, it was a bunch of friendly people. You know, we talked briefly with a couple people. You know, over the weekend that we talked with the organizers and stuff. They seem really. The thing with this town, right? It's it's like. It's close to a lot of stuff, but it's not, you know, if, so So it's two hours from Baltimore, right? Two hours from Washington, D.C., two hours from Pittsburgh, but all those places have their own scene. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not, so, but anyway, it's kind of a cool stopover, and they were getting a lot, there was definitely a lot of Pittsburgh bands there. Uh, like I said, a couple of New York bands to kick things off. That Reckless Threat, at least the drummer, I swear he said he was from Tennessee, I think Knoxville. So they drove, they drove quite a ways, and the headliner on Friday night uh, was from Denver. That's right, yeah, uh, Reno DeVos. So right? Denver, yeah, yeah, yep. Denver's a long way from the East Coast. Yes, it is. <laughs> so you know, I talked to Alex from Submachine. I talked to all these, all these people. Um, and yeah, we we're just, we we're just. Listen, man, it, it was 
so far so good. You know, it was it was like the old days. So I, you know, I, a few people were I, you a down? few people were, were a few people were wearing masks at their own choice. You know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it felt pretty pretty normal. It's kind of like you know, yeah, do whatever you're comfortable with. So are you, are you, so, but are you downstairs the whole time when, with the bands, or did you go upstairs at any point to the like more fancy restaurant kind of place? I did not, okay. but I know Scott did to eat. Okay. And he even mentioned, he's like, when I came back down, you clearly, he's like, I went up to eat, and I think I had two or three beers up there, but when I got down, you were way ahead of me. Oh, Jesus Christ, So, <laughs> And Scott's a big guy, so, and can put him down. Yeah, we put him down. I mean, we always amaze you whenever we're, whenever we're out and about, but yeah, no, no, it was good. It was good uh, time. Um... And uh, I was actually, so you know what? Let's let's play that reckless threat song, so I can because okay. I want to move on. Talk okay. about submachine a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, so they they have a new album out too. I think it just came out last year. It's called the Heartbreak Kid. Oh, wonder if that. I wonder if the wrestling fans. I don't. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's it's one of those cool records. Nice nice cartoon art. Nice thick yellow slab of record. Um. And the song I picked out is, I think it's called, what's it called? I Still Believe? I'm Still Dreaming was the one you picked out. I'm Still out. Dreaming. I'm yep. Still Dreaming. Yeah, there you go. So Once again, my preparation my preparation is paying off, Neil. <laughs> I'm Still Dreaming, Reckless Threat. <laughs>
reckless threat reckless threat there with I'm still dreaming. Now did you say they were from Pittsburgh or where are they from? No, I think they were from uh Tennessee, I think. Okay, that's right. You did say the the, the guy drove from Tennessee, that's right, yeah. So anyway, yeah, they were they were they were uh I didn't talk to most of the guys. The drummer was a cool dude. Um so that was a lot of fun. So now we're getting to like the last the last two bands, the headliners. Um and you, you said you didn't really know who Submachine was, right? No, I never. I mean, I know they've been around for a while, but I've never heard them, I have to admit. So they're from Pittsburgh also. They were everywhere in the 90s. Huh. Like, like if you open up your any of your, like, mid-90s Detroit, or, uh, punk and hardcore CDs, they're going to be thanking Alex from Submachine. He was just every, he was He was everywhere, and they toured a lot. And I think this is actually... It's funny, because I... I uh, you know, been going to shows for 30-something years, right? So there's potentially a lot of gap in years between seeing a band. Yeah, 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 of course. So this and this might be a new record. I It was 27 years between seeing Submachine. Jeez. And they've been active this whole time, or were they inactive for a while? I think they've been more or less active. I think they started in the early 90s. I'm not sure, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, yeah, in, 90, in 94, they, ha- they opened for... They toured with No Effects before No Effects quite had broken. It was actually they were right on the brink. It was the Punk and Drublick tour. They were still doing doing uh, like halls and stuff. Okay. So I actually saw saw Submachine with No Effects at the Polish Falcon Hall on the west side of Grand Rapids. <laughs> Polish Falcon Hall. All right. Excellent. Yeah. West side of Grand Rapids used to be a lot of Polacks, and there used to be a lot of social clubs over there, and. The the Polish Falcon let them do punk shows upstairs until you know punks trashed the venue and then they wouldn't let them do it anymore. As normally it's a happens. Cla- yep. Classic classic story, right? Yep, definitely, hundred percent. So so no, I was actually super looking forward to seeing Submachine. I got I don't have all the records, but I definitely got quite a few of the records. Matter of fact, their first like full length. I like that. It might be one of my favorite titles for an album ever, Neil. It's it's called. Now that I've given up hope, I feel much better. Hmm. Let that sink in, buddy. Let that sink in. <laughs> anyway, I think it's I think it's a great name for a record. And they were a lot of fun. They were definitely uh, probably the heaviest band of the night. If definitely the heaviest band of the night, maybe the heaviest band of the weekend. How would you describe definitely them? Like borderline. Who do they? Who do they sound well, like? Well, just just like 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 somewhere between punk and hardcore. Okay. Like classic hardcore, not like uh, you know heavy metal hardcore. No, even not, like the, some... not like the new shit, right? 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 Yeah. No, they, I mean the songs are less than two minutes long. You know, it's not like not like the real chuggy New York style hardcore. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like hardcore punk, funny, but also really angry. Okay. Kind of like you, Neil. Kind of like you, mostly <laughs> angry, a little bit funny. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm a lot funny and not very angry. But there we go. Depends. Depends on the day, buddy. Yeah. So so yeah, actually so. Once again, I know it's not been very long, but why don't we uh, play a submachine song? Okay. So uh, I think you picked out uh, this beautifully titled name is uh, Me So Porny. It's oh, Me So Porny. Me So Porny. <laughs> That's right. Me Love we You just got, time. Which are canceled for numerous reasons right there. Excellent. Well, it's so, it's so funny. Like the Detroit Tigers old, old pitcher, longtime announcer here in Detroit – he was talking about one of the Japanese players, and he made the mistake of doing like a ting tong, like did a like a Japanese accent, <laughs> suspended indefinitely. Oh like, Jesus! Yep, yep. <laughs> he's like a seventy-year-old guy, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he should have done it, but it's like he didn't mean anything by it. He's just he's just like an old guy. 
Well, that's... But anyway. Well, okay, let's not go there. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so this is uh, Miso Porny by, uh, by Submachine. <laughs> Submachine. By Submachine. There you go. So porny. I can't stop saying that from uh, Submachine there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so so you were, I assume, because you like those guys a lot, you were like up at the front or something watching them, or were you yeah, still back was, at the bar drinking? The, no, that was probably the first band where I went up front. Okay. As a matter of fact, Todd and I were both, Todd Cheat and I were both standing up there. And he's like, I guess we got time for one more. And I don't think you, and Todd and I were yelling, uh, fuck them all, which is like a dwarves cover they did. But apparently they didn't want to play a Doors cover for the last song. Oh, so. they, must, they must have fucking loved you. You were like the one drunk guy at the front yelling Freebird. Great. Well, I don't <laughs> think the Dwarves is exactly Leonard Skinner, Neil, but, you know, whatever. No, but you know what I mean. So I'm just, you know, yeah. just saying. Yeah. I mean, like, if people, bands love it when you are when you want to hear them play a cover song more than an original song. That's kind of their, like, their <laughs> Oh, yeah, they thing, love right? that. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard that, yeah. I love lots of Submachine songs. I was just... At that point, I might not have been making good decisions, if we're being honest. Yeah. So at this point, you've been drinking for, what, like three hours straight, just pounding them? Oh, more than that. I mean, the headliner. So Reno Divorce is the headliner from, from Denver. And the funny thing is, I'd never, I had never, I'd heard the name, but I had never, ever listened to Reno Divorce before. Yeah, me neither. And, so, you, and you said they were kind of psychobilly-ish or rockabilly-ish, so I'd, well, I'd, I'm I surprised I like haven't heard them. Yeah. Well, that's what I said too, and and they are not really. They are really like a pretty much, and I hate to to really push them into a box like this, but they're very social distortiony. Yeah, I've listened to them since after you saying that, and they are very mid period social D, aren't they? Very much, and that's fine. And that that, that not, that's an that excellent place to be. That thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because social D doesn't play mid period social D anymore, so it's nice to have somebody doing <laughs> yes, it. But yeah, they've been exactly. around for about twenty years, and they put out what four yeah. albums and a bunch of EPs and stuff. Um, I like them quite a bit, but once again, my I was pretty loose at this point in the evening. So hold on. So what, um, so, so what time? So okay. So you got there what like eight o'clock? They at must night have or went something? out about midnight. It was supposed to be done. It was supposed to go till one, I think. Even though I don't think it ever got done by one. I think they played till quarter after one or something. And you got there but like at I what said, time? I wasn't exactly. I w- I was I was there about seven. Jesus. <laughs> so you've been drinking heavily for six hours, basically. 
Well, I mean, for the first couple hours, I wouldn't say it was heavily, but about nine or ten, by the time about nine or ten rolled around, it was definitely getting out of control. Like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, grab a beer for Scott, grab a beer for Todd. I go look for him. Well, okay, there's Scott. I give him his beer. I can't find Todd. Well, mine's gone already. I'm gonna drink this next one too. It would just, it would do. It was, it was literally double fisting. Oi, oi! I just can't, I just, just can't imagine it. I mean, four in a you know in a period like that, and I'm pretty much done. So, oh, we were just we were just hammering them down, and, and at, at some point, you know, you're drinking too much, and towards the end of the evening, when you know that you, you start drinking faster. But anyway, so let me tell you a little bit about that band because I, I think sure. they're cool. They're a cool band. We were divorced from Denver, Colorado. I don't know how they became friendly with these people way over there because, like I said, Denver's out. I mean, they both have mountains, but other than that, that's a long ways away. I mean, for me to drive to Denver, I think it's like 20 hours or 16 hours, something crazy like that. And they're, you know, further east beyond me yet. So anyway, but they were cool. They have a version of, they do a version of Jolene where they kind of do to it what, like, Social D did to Ring of Fire. You know the Jolene, Jolene the old Dolly Parton song? I do, I do Jolene, indeed, yeah. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. I'm still, yeah, I'm still hoarse. Yeah, don't take my man. Don't take my man or something. Listen, I did get one very positive comment about my... Uh, singing wham on the last episode my careless whisper singing so well of course it was beautiful but it was but it was from uh wasn't it from uh man sandals or whatever is known as these days no that was no that wasn't that wasn't it wasn't dick mandels no <laughs> dick mandels <laughs> uh but so he did that and then one of the organizers there's basically like an organizer and his partner and then another guy two guys and a woman or something i don't know exactly how, how who, who organized it but um, they one of the guys, I think it was Jerry, went up there and sang uh, the Ace of Spades with them, and you know it was just it was it was loose, it was fun. Everybody was having a blast, honestly. So how um, many how, how many people are in uh, Reno Divorce? How many people are in that band? Is it a four piece? Uh four of them. And did he just play like did he play stand up bass or regular electric bass? Electric bass. Electric bass. Okay. And the singer even sort of resembles, sort of looks like a cross between Mike Ness and like Harry Connick Jr. Oh, wow. And he's got like the got like the single like i don't know if it was a teardrop or like the single like like tattoo underneath his eye like like on the like a teardrop tattoo just like yeah so at quarter after one they got done so anyway i i I, if you like social d and i know they're a very divisive band a lot of people think they're boring people hate them you know a lot of people yeah stupid people hate them stupid people matt People younger than us don't like them, but I I would recommend Reno Divorce if you do like that mid period social D. I, I or even if you don't, I mean give them a, give them a listen on Spotify. I went down a rabbit hole one afternoon where I just listened to them all afternoon and like and it was I was pretty entertained the whole weekend. I must say. Now the only annoying so, thing about them is they don't appear to have any vinyl. It all appears to be a CD. Hmm. Vinyl's expensive, man. I was just saw I just and I just saw a label saying that they were quoted on their order Neil of vinyl. Mm-hmm. 37 week turnaround 37 week turnaround I'm telling you man we have to invest some money and buy a fucking pressing plant because we could make a fortune is that 9 months? Yeah, I mean, we it's could... like 9 months it's yeah. amazing we could make a fortune if we invest in a pressing plant I swear I mean you probably need millions of dollars to do that right? Yeah, I'm sure somebody out there can come in with us like Mandels Richard Mandels he's got money he yeah, can exactly. come in with us if each of our listeners gave us $10 we'd have several hundred dollars <laughs> yeah we would We'd be set. We'll crowd, we'll crowdfund this sucker. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they got they got done like quarter after one, and the wise thing to do at that point would have been to call it a night. Obviously, yes. Most sane people would have would have done that. Yes. 
they hadn't they hadn't called last call yet. So the singer, the singer comes over. So we're standing at the bar, right? Of course. And the singer, most people have cleared out at this point because they're not as stupid as us. I have this big pile of records sitting on the bar. I'm just barely can keep my eyes open. Um, comes over and we're drinking beer. Of course, what does he order, Neil? A whiskey. Of course he does. He yes, orders a fucking exactly. yeah, yeah, whiskey rocks. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they were they were real cool. And then we ordered. Did one you get talking to him at all? Or, did, did you talk to him at all? You know, just just real casual. Didn't yeah. really get into I like I, you I guys a lot. You guys remind yeah. me of social distortion like that. Yeah, I don't think I was in a position to be winning any friends and influencing people at this point. Um, but it was, <laughs> and then we, and then we were, you know, one, oh, we better get last call. Well, one more last call. And, you know, when the last call turns like three more really quick at the end there. I remember the last one. At this point, I, I, I pretty much don't remember anything. No. Uh, but Scott's like, Scott's like, you remember getting that really warm beer? I'm like, oh, yeah, that was it. We got one really warm beer, and we slammed it down. I think someone. And, uh, I, I think that was somebody's piss, I think, at, that, at this point. Could be. Well, on the, so here's – okay, so so here, I don't remember getting back to the hotel at all. This is where it gets a little ugly. Oh. Was it – you know, was it, remember Carl wrote us that letter a while back, and he said, Tom, you said mention something about a story that doesn't paint you in a positive light. You should yes. tell that story. Well, I'm gonna, now I'm going to tell – now every week I'm going to tell a story that doesn't paint me in a positive light. No, it, it, so anyway, let's let's play. Let's play, I'm gonna uh, let's play a Reno divorce song, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of this. Yes, thing. Okay, this one is dedicated to you that night, Tom. This is uh, yes, yes. this is Reno divorce with a song called Hopeless Dopeless. <laughs> Hopeless and Dopeless. Yes. Have you ever been so alone in a room full of people screaming your name? Have you ever been so flat? With your pockets stuffed with ducats Jane that will change Have you ever been so awake That you couldn't keep your eyes closed Oh, you're hopeless and dopeless again And God only knows Hopeless and dopeless again With nothing up my Remember the last promise you broke Have you ever opened up your eyes Just long enough to chase a trail of smoke Have you ever had to face up the friend After ripping them off and being laid on the lawn Oh, you're hopeless and dopeless again You're miles from
Hopeless Dopeless, and I'm sure you get the Social D vibe from that, so very good. So anyway, bottom, bottom line, Neil, I'm never drinking another beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm not drinking another beer until the next one, God damn it. So I don't remember getting back to the hotel at all. Another one of those miraculous mornings where you're just happy, your vinyl's there and stuff when you get up. I'm, ama- I'm amazed that you fucking made it after the vinyl, man. I'm actually impressed. Well, the next night we made some other concessions. Yeah. But so so here's the, here's the weirdness, right? Yeah. So Scott gets me back to the hotel. He was a little more coherent than I were. We got back. I have no recollection of getting back to the hotel at all. He took a picture of me where I. I yes. Pull my trail of clothes, like from the door. You know how big a hotel room is, right? Yeah. So like, there's my shirt right by the door. There's one shoe. There's one shoe. It's literally like a trail. <laughs> and he took a picture of me, and he sent it to me the next day. Because these weren't even like queen beds; they were just like double beds. I laid sideways and just lay down across it, like arched, like my back arched, like across this really uncomfortable looking bed. So I certainly hope you're going to post that photograph on on our group. That Dude, has to I go. can't. I can't. I have several photographs of, of bloated men that I will be willing to post, but I don't know if that's one of them. Why? Are you, you, not are gonna, you naked or something? No, I have my shorts on. Well, there you go. It's fine. Man. Like I got Put my I got my socks and shoes off and my shirt and how did you I manage that set my wallet i must have set my wallet my phone and all that stuff on like the the stand by the tv that's pretty impressive actually that you managed to get it together enough to do that unless scott did it for you no no i know he didn't do that he would just throw my no that's not gonna happen so here's the weird thing right so that's friday night i swear all i did was drink beer all night yep. a lot of it right a yep. lot so at some point in the evening three o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning oh dear did you ever watch? Did you ever watch a horror movie where it's just like, boom, you're there? Like all of a sudden, like you don't know how you got to where you are, and it's just like you wake up somewhere. Um, I guess. So I mean, I've like, never been that way, but yes, I guess I've seen a movie like that. Sure. Well, well, I had never been that way either, Neil. Oh dear. But about about three or four o'clock in the morning, I come to and I'm wandering the halls of the hotel. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? I have no dude. Dude, I'm I'm in my shorts. Thank God, I get. Thank God, I need my shorts up. I have no wallet. I have no keys. I have oh. no phone. I have no nothing. <laughs> I swear, I came to walking around the and and, and and I'm walking around. I think I might have ended up outside at some point. <laughs> what? I, I, I I don't. I've never slept walk. I've never had any of these. I've never had this before. So I guess I at some point I kind of get enough clarity of mind. Which is amazing, honestly, under the circumstances, that I make it to the front desk. Well, they, he must and have been—he must, must have been delighted at that point. This poor so guy. So there was like, yeah, like a, like a college kid working there. I'm like, oh boy, I bet you he's going to finish his degree now. You got this fat, shirt, like half naked man <laughs> showing up at your. He's like, I'm never going to drink. Like, I'm never going to drink ever again. <laughs> well, it's just. It, I just I, I had never had a situation like this before. I've never had this before. But yeah, I guess I was coherent enough to get another room key and I got back to my room. That's and it impressive. was literally like I wake up the next morning and I'm like, was that even did that even happen? And I get up And then you and found the dead there's, hooker. <laughs> there's no there's an extra room key. I'm like, oh boy, that did happen. Well, and it's funny because I was so restless and I was having these bad dreams that I had like 
pissed through the open window of the club onto the stage or something oh, and everybody Jesus. saw me and I like I was having these like nightmares that I, I'm like so finally Scott wakes up at like 11 I'm like dude what what happened last night and he's like well you know we staggered back here it was fine I you know watched pass out didn't look like you're gonna die I went to bed and I told him I told him my story and I'm like did I said so I didn't I'm not banned from the club or anything so you <laughs> didn't just, so you didn't piss through the window then that's good no and I'm, I'm just like I'm like, I, I I was so out of it. I'm like, did I get? I'm like, I hope I didn't get banned from the club or something. But good news, I'm not banned from Mezzos. That's yet. good. That's good. So that was my bizarre circumstance. That's I tell you what, man. I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to this because yeah. So you didn't tell be, her. You didn't she, tell her what happened. She be no. Okay. It's too bizarre. Yeah, that is pretty bizarre. Because who I've knows what the fuck you did? Well, that was the thing. I'm like, okay, so I'm like getting coherent in the hallway. And I'm like, okay, my ass doesn't hurt. <laughs> your, not, your kidneys are still there. I'm not. Well, yeah, I'm not covered in my own fluids, any of them. But I'm like, part of me is like, did I go to a party or something? Jesus Christ! Because I dude. just, it was like, it was like blackout, dude. I have no recollection. So what I think happened was that probably Todd cheat roofied me, <laughs> so he could take, so he could take advantage of me. Bastard. <laughs> Actually, my working theory right now is that. I just had to piss, and I got up to go piss, and I just walked out the hall. That's kind of my... Seriously, is, man, let's what, let's hope that you didn't piss in the hallway into somebody's room or something. Let's just that's hope. probably what... Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what those bad dreams... Those bad dreams that I was having. But it was bizarre. Yeah, you know, I was barely... I was barely home over the next morning. I was really fine. Oh, stop it now. How could that possibly be? You should have been, like, out on the count. I don't know, Neil. I don't know. Man, you can fucking put it away, man. I have to give it to you. You can put it away. And then, well, and so so the next day, so like I said, it was in four sessions, and one of the sessions was a Saturday matinee. So the Saturday matinee we were planning on not going to, it was nothing against anybody playing or anything, it just wasn't really any bands we recognized. And sure, yeah. It was, it was like we'd never been in this place before, so let's go do a little exploring, you know? So we did. We did. There was a record store in the town over, but we did not go, and I heard it was a pretty decent little place, Yellow K or something it was called. But I had already spent enough money. So on Friday night, I bought the Reckless Threat LP. I bought the Downstrokes 12-inch EP. And I bought two Submachine 7 inches. A split with Kicker and one called People that I didn't have. So you didn't so buy, that was my, you didn't that buy was the, my haul. Okay, you didn't buy the uh, Typhoid Rosie album? Because they have an I album. I would have right. totally bought it, but they did not have LPs because pressing plant issues. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And the Lausketeers did not have... I don't think they were going to do vinyl. I'm not positive. Okay. I didn't buy any CDs. Somebody gave me a CD for review purposes. But no, I did not buy any CDs. <laughs> Scott's truck that he, that we drove down there is so new, it doesn't even have a CD player anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. So will you, you tell... Been a, you dude, you really, should, you really should have come with us. We listened to Hair Nation the entire way there and back. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what that, you know what that is? <laughs> I'm assuming it's hair bands, I'm assuming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, loved it. Well, I might have actually, I might have actually been able to keep you a little bit in check, maybe, but who no. knows? Maybe no. Not. You would have just driven us. You would have just pushed us even further. Yeah, I would have just every left. New, I'd every have left new probably. Face. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, so will you tell them? But, uh, I, I, I have to ask. So, will you tell them people that you write for Punk News, or didn't you even want to admit that shit? Um, I, I mean, if it came up in conversation, I wasn't walking around going. 
Hey, I'm Tom from Punk News. I actually had a bunch of stickers I was handing out to people, like business cards almost. What about Punk Till I Die stickers? The, the Punk Till I Die stickers. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Good, good, good. I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was that was, and I did stick them a bunch of places, inappropriate places. So maybe I actually did. Maybe that's what you were doing I, in the hallway. Maybe you maybe you were trying to stick at the hotel. Just every every door over the people. <laughs> stick on and on some girl's face. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I did. I definitely did make a vow to take it easier the next day. So instead of drinking forty I mean, beers, you were only going to drink twenty. Yeah, I would. I would guess that I had at least, and I'm not just saying this to have hyperbole because when I was a kid, it was not unusual to go out and drink twenty beers. I mean, that was just that was that was like a Friday Saturday night. But I think I had. I think I had at least fifteen tall boys. At least fifteen. Okay, I think I was going to say fifty. Yes. No, I mean maybe it was twenty. I don't know. I don't know, Neil. It was it was insane. It could have been twenty because it got towards the end. It just got so, yeah, fast. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, so anyway, so so, anyway. so, so Saturday you went to a record store and then we went and have lunch and stuff. I'm assuming. No, we did not go to a record store. Actually, we skipped oh, it because okay. I, was, I was buying enough stuff there. Okay. Um, we went. Yeah, we did. We went and we went and had lunch at a barbecue joint that was really good called Something Mountain Barbecue or something. I can't remember. Um, and we. Uh, we went so this this place has a little bit of history. Like George Washington had some like outpost there before the country was actually founded. Okay. So we went and looked at this little cabin that George Washington had lived in, or it was his office or something. And it's it, like I said, it's a neat town. It's in the mountains, you know, big old churches on hills and stuff. You know those like creepy ass churches you take pictures of in England. It was this actually would have been great, it it was actually voted. I, I I'm just looking up Cumberland right now. It was voted one of the nicest, uh, the most picturesque fifty small towns in the USA. So there you go. Hmm. Cumberland, Michigan, it's, and okay, so was it Lost Mountain Cumberland, Barbecue? Maryland, Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Is is that where you went? Well, Lost Lost Mountain was, Barbecue? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I ordered the the pulled pork nachos. Like, you want the small or the large? Well, I'll take the large. This thing must have weighed three pounds. They handed me this thing. I'm like, holy crap! Well, you had a lot of beer to soak it. up, dude. I had to, I actually had two meals while I was gone that I didn't finish, which you know for me is that's that's really yeah, unusual. unusual. Yeah, it's, it's it's actually more unusual for me to f- not finish a meal than a beer. So, so yeah, we <laughs> the other thing we did that you would have loved, dude. We walked across a bridge. We walked across because this is we're right on the edge of West Virginia. So Scott had never been to West Virginia. I've had the pleasure, and I use the term loosely, of being through West Virginia a few times. We used to drive through there. Um, but yeah, we actually walked down and had a couple of beers at like a hillbilly bar in West Virginia. The hillbilly that bar the, in West Virginia. All right. That was definitely the place where the we were. They never made us feel like we weren't welcome, but they certainly weren't looking to mingle with us either. <laughs> just a little hole in the wall place. All they, everybody in there, just complained about how hot it was, and it was hot. Hmm. So yeah, it was. It was it, so that was interesting. Like I said, Scott had never been to West Virginia. You know, it's just like you know that thing where you want to see you've been to the states or whatever. So yeah, so we had a nice, pretty relaxed. We actually ran into the guys from Baltimore that were going to the same barbecue joint, so we just sat outside and had our lunch and stuff. It was it was cool. It was it was, it was nice actually. Good, 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 good. Um, no drinking to that point until we got to West Virginia. Then we had two beers, and then we came back across and found another bar and had a couple more beers. And it, you know, it's a weird it's a weird town because they're trying they're trying really hard, but it's definitely feels like one of those towns. Like if you're a kid, you're probably gonna try to get out of there. Oh sure, of course. You're so, gonna write a song about how how much it sucks and how much you want to leave it, and then you'll move to Pittsburgh or something. Yeah, and then when you're older, you'll go back, right? 
Well, but the thing is, like, okay, so, like, the town I grew up in, the town I live in now, pretty much everybody who grows up here has to get out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then when they want to have kids and settle down, they all come back here. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your town seems very much like that, yeah. And But this town, I, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine you're leaving and coming back. But who knows? Maybe. It may be. You know, it's... I don't want to diss the town because I enjoyed it and it's nice. It's got some, a lot of historical stuff in it. You could, if you were like the artsy fartsy type, I bet you you could rent something real cheap down there. Well, the the picture and they, the fact matter. Go ahead. I was going to say the fact matter is the people went on this festival. It's actually like an arts, like a nonprofit. Okay. So I wonder if that. I, I actually wonder because I'm looking at because just trying to do the math in my head some of the bands they brought in compared to the amount of people and the very low ticket price and everything else. I, I wonder if maybe some grants and stuff helped pay for this thing. Cause it didn't financially, it didn't necessarily make sense in my head. How much were the tickets, by the way, we didn't talk about that. It was about 15 bucks a night. 15, 15. Yeah. Good Lord for like five very, bands. Very reasonable. Jesus Christ. Six, six bands a night. Good God. Like I said, all four sessions were 50 bucks. Yeah. And That's I don't want mental. to complain because I don't want to jack it up next year. But no, the ticket prices were very reasonable. Beer prices were very reasonable. The food prices were very reasonable. This 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 was a you know the hotel was a hundred bucks a night. It was honestly, honestly, it was great. And it, it's these are the type of festivals I'd rather give my money to rather than the big you know. Oh sure, yeah, the punk and trouble. I actually shit. think yeah. I need. Yeah, exactly. I think I actually need to pay more attention to finding these but it's like one of those things if sloppy wouldn't have headlined i would have never heard of this thing right sure yeah 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 out in the middle of nowhere but i'll tell you what now i got my head if they get good headliners next year i will absolutely go back yeah get, get stopped at the door and be like aren't you the guy that pissed on the band too <laughs> yes you know? yes your band got your picture I did on the it wall my dream. <laughs> i did it my dream <laughs> all right so anyway. so you've had your lunch at the barbecue place you've been to west virginia and got heckled by the fucking toothless locals um so you go Dude, back I, to I the... swear one of the guys one of the guys he talked like boomhauer like from king of the hill <laughs> like i couldn't even just like blah, 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 and i was making fun of the fact that i couldn't talk the night before i, I couldn't barely understand this guy now was he wearing a confederate hat that's the question uh there's a little bit down there that's definitely uh still trump country over there a lot of it oh sure yeah yeah of course I mean, it's, it is funny, right? They, I mean, it's, it's been how many months now, and you still see these people flying these flags and stuff. And a lot of them are like they'll like issue like right over it, like twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four, yeah, yeah. Say what you will about our last president, the guy could sell merch. He was like the kiss of presidents or the misfits, just just yeah. endless garbage merch. But anyway, anyway, the new guy ain't doing all the great either for being honest. But no, he's anyway. not. He's, this has been this has been a disaster. It's a fucking disaster. And the fact that he's not taking yeah, any responsibility, did. it's uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's not too sure. Maybe yeah. Maybe fill your cabinet with people who are qualified instead of just because of their gender or whatever. You know. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's for a different day. Um. But anyway. Um, so going back to the so club. it was cool. It was fun. It was uh. And yeah. then we, at the point, you know, go back to the hotel. Yeah, well, I'll go back to the hotel, kind of freshen up a little bit, and so oh, when we left in the morning, like we we, I mean, it was afternoon by the time we finally got out of our room, right? Because it was a long night, and sure. God knows what all, God knows what all happened. I'm glad I got a vasectomy. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> God, man, it's a joke. It was a maybe, joke. Maybe you got a second one while you were out. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, like I said, I was I was intact. I just I uh, I definitely uh, was like having a check, an orifice check. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's a great name for a band, orifice check. There, there you go. go. 
so when we were checking out in the morning, so Sloppy was staying right down the hall from us. Okay. So it was cool. So we, we actually caught up with them before we even left. And we're leaving, and this girl whispers, is that is that the guys from Sloppy Seconds? So we're like, yeah, that's them. Um, they're cool. Well, they're hold, really hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you stayed over the Saturday night, though, didn't you? Yeah. So why were you saying you were checking out? When we were leaving for lunch, I'm sorry, we weren't checking oh, out. Okay, they okay. were checking in. I thought in. that's what you meant. Okay, they gotcha. Were, yeah, yeah. They were no, they were checking in about the time we were leaving for lunch. Okay, gotcha. So it was good to catch up with them because it had been a couple of years. Usually we see them, we pretty much see them every year, you know. So it was good, you know, just caught up with what was going on a little bit. And um, the bass player and the guitar player, especially, we're super friendly with. Um, and I talked to BA. I talked to everybody, the drummer Steve. But the thing is with BA, when like when you're in public with Sloppy Seconds, everybody wants to talk to BA. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's like BA is the guy everybody wants to talk to. So and not, and not that they don't talk to the other guys, but everybody wants to talk to BA. So we always kind of hang with the other guys. So anyway, so anyway, yeah. And then later on, they're like, "You guys going over the club?" I'm like, "Ah, we'll be over there. What time are you going over there? I don't know. We'll see." So we finally get over there, at like before the first band plays, and they're just hauling their merch in. I don't know what they were doing, but oh, I think they they didn't get a hotel the night before. They might have been sleeping a little bit. Uh, they were pretty pretty beat up. I think they slept in the van or whatever. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we get back over there for part two. Like I said, taking it much easier. And Scott's like, well, one beer per band, one beer per band. I'm like, two beers per band. <laughs> okay. And, uh, so yeah, the first, uh, band on Saturday is a band called TBD. It was three of the four of them were women, I think. And they were fun. They played a lot of covers. I know they did, uh. Van Halen, everybody wants some. They did Super Suckers, pretty fucked up. They did I don't remember what all they did, but it was it was actually fun. I, actually, let's see if I can find it. So I actually took some notes because Friday night I just got caught up in the moment. Sure. And I'm like, wow, if I'm going to review this thing, I better write some stuff down because I was oh they did the uh, um, Rose Tattoo set uh, song Nice Boys. You know that one? <laughs> I know Rose Tattoo a little bit. I don't know that song though. No. Nice boys, don't play rock and roll. Anyway, okay. Guns N' Roses, Guns okay. N' Roses covered it in the '80s. It's a cool song. Um, the bass player had a Gigi Allen mustache, which I think is a bold choice. I thought it was a girl. You said no. It was three <laughs> of the four girls. But for those of you who don't know, the Gigi Allen mustache is basically like like growing a mustache and then cutting the Hitler portion of it out. That's right. Yeah, it's fucking hideous. So yep. it's, it is. It really was hideous. Absolutely and a hideous. Yeah, tattooed head and stuff, buddy. It's not a and good. Then, it's not a good look. You might want to get rid of that. It's not a good look for anybody. Yeah, and then uh, next up is a band called uh, Middle Age Brigade, who were like older guys. You know, they they played. It was sort of like a punk hardcore kind of thing. It gave me sort of a I don't know, kind of kind of like a Descendants meets hardcore kind of thing, like a dad dad punk kind of thing. Okay. They were cool. Um, at this point. Um, I had bought all my records for the night. I bought the one sloppy record I didn't have on vinyl, which is stupid because I had many choices, many chances to buy the older version of it. I bought uh, Endless Bummer on vinyl, and I bought uh, the next band uh, that was going to play in a minute, Mud City Manglers. I bought their album on vinyl, Orange, 10 copies of only. Wow, the woman's like, dude. You, you could easily put this on Discogs and flip it because they did a bunch of black, but... So and I bought that, and I bought the Chot Todd or the Cheats new single "Rock and Roll Love Letter," which Todd is too nice of a guy because he wouldn't let me pay for it. I think it was—I don't know how much it cost, but he's like, "No, no, it's a promo. Take it." But that's a really cool record because it's fun for people our age who used to listen to uh, jukeboxes with 45s in them. Yep. 
because it has like that the weird like it has like a custom 45 adapter and it has the little label thing that they used to put in the jukebox that would say like the cheats in the middle and then have like the a side above it and the b side below it yeah the little tab thing i mean it's not good for anything but it's kind of cool so anyway i had bought those records and um bo from sloppy's like hey uh you want to uh can i get catch are you guys going back to the hotel ditch your records like yeah we're gonna can I catch a ride with you guys? We're like, dude, it's like one and a half blocks away. We're walking over there. Oh, can I walk with you guys? Yeah, sure, we'll walk over there. So we walk over to the hotel. The doors won't open. It's like, what? what is going on here? They have you locked the elevators out. Won't, <laughs> the elevators won't work. Oh, shit. So they lost some kind of partial power or something. Huh. So what so, so a piston in the generator. <laughs> so we have to walk way Maybe. So we have to walk all the way to the far side of the hotel yeah. to go up the stairs. Okay. And we, so Bo goes into his room, we go into our room, and our room, nice and cold, just like we like it. His room, air conditioner out. Oh, so, so it's like, boiling. Yeah. So it's hot as balls, and half the hotel had lost its air conditioning, and there was no elevator. Oh. So this is, this festival, a lot of older guys, you know, BA's got bad knees, you know I mean? It's just like, it's, it's, it's a tough, uh, you know, to walk way to the other side and go up the stairs, let alone no air conditioning, and all that. I mean, the average, you know, I was I, I was pretty moderate size for this festival, you know, compared to a lot of these guys. And uh, so we went back to the back to the thing, of course. And then word starts to get out at the festival. <laughs> the natives are starting to get restless that the <laughs> they're finding out that the air conditioning is out of the Romano. So anyway, let's listen. So after after Middle Age Brigade, a band called Idle Minds played, which we have actually played on this show before. We have okay. They they are very uh, like '90s skate punky kind of sounding, and they um they what they really remind me of Pennywise, if we're being honest. Okay. Uh, but they're really they're really good. They they're good at what they do. It's not really necessarily my thing, but they're good at what they do. So they played next, and then the next band up after that was this great Pittsburgh punk and roll band that reminds me of, like, anti-scene, like, shit-kicker southern punk, even though they're from Pittsburgh. And they're called Mud City Mangler. So let's... And I bought the, I bought the record while I was there, Orange Vinyl. It's called Give Them the Hammer. Give Me the Hammer. So let's play a, let's play a, an appropriate Mud City Mangler song right now because we haven't played a song for a long time. It's called Hangover Hurricane. <laughs>
Hangover Hurricane there by the Mud City Manglers. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking at that album on Discogs, and it says it comes with a mask, believe it or not. The orange vinyl comes with a mask. Did you see the mask in there? I did not. A Halloween mask, yeah. Huh, I wonder if I didn't get that. Because I did look at it a little bit. Yeah, it might I'm, be a dude, I have you so many records. Yeah, you might want to look. Beluga it's Records, so right? I have so many records I barely have time to even look at them. I won't play them. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. I it's know what little, you mean. It's yeah. a little bit. It's a little bit out of control. And what am I doing this weekend, Neil? I well, am going let's, to Indianapolis. Let's get, let's get to that later. Let's get to that after you're done okay. with this one. Yeah. I'm gonna have three. I'm gonna have. Well, I'm just saying I'm gonna have three punk rock weekends in a row, and then I'm gonna need a month off for punk rock bowling. So. Then, you, then your wife's gonna fucking divorce you. Is what's gonna happen? Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I definitely am gonna need a break. I don't know if I can do three weeks. I'll I'll, I'll probably have to take it fairly easy this weekend. Mm-hmm. Sure, but Thomas. We'll but yeah, sure. So, yes. So about this point, there's three bands left, and I start moving up to the front. Like I, I like that Mud City Manglers. I went up front and listened to them play. I'd kind of checked them out beforehand. I was I'm not super knowledgeable about it, but I a lot of my friends are like, oh, I want to get that record so bad, including Jake, who I'm meeting in Indianapolis next weekend. If I'd have known that, I would have certainly picked him up a copy of it. But yeah. You know what? The thrill is better than the chase is better than the catch. What's the Motorhead song? You know, the, the thrills in the chase, right? Yeah, you can't get the orange one. I don't oh. think, though. I think that's a difficult one to get. Yes. So I'll put mine on Discogs for seventy-five bucks and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go good luck with that. No, it's all good. But no, it was. Uh, but yeah. So they are. They are a four-piece. The singer is a long-haired skinny guy who I don't think wears a shirt for any reason. Okay. And the bass player is a woman and she was the only person. And once again, I don't care. I don't know what her situation is. She was the only person who wore a mask on stage. Okay. But she, she thrashed around. I think she played a five or six string bass. She was good. They were Ooh, real good. No, that's no good. What are you fucking pink Floyd? No, I no, mean, I, I, I mean, I like the, I like the six string, but that low, or, I mean, I like the four-string myself, but that low, is it the B? Is it a B, that low string? Boy, you can get some get some real interesting sonic territory with that thing. Mm. But uh, they were good. No, they were real good. I actually enjoyed them. And next up was uh, the Todd. Cheats. And yeah, like, it was Todd, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. And we're taking it pretty easy, relatively easy at this point. I mean, you still, we would have left you in the dust by this point, Neil, but oh, we were God, taking yes, it. Oh, God, yes, no doubt. Shit. We were taking it pretty easy for us, you know. It would have been like I wasn't uh, even drinking at all. You just thought I was like a teetotaler or something. Yeah. So the cheats, yeah, the cheats were next. They were they were great. It was so funny. Tacos out there. They play the first song. So his band, they they really do look like they're straight from the Sunset Strip. And Todd does too, but Todd's a big dude, you know. And after like one or two songs, he's like, "Is it hot in here, or is it just me?" And he just plops his shirt open, and his belly <laughs> just comes plopping out. It's pretty. It was pretty funny actually. And. Uh, Recurring theme, man, male nudity, because at some point he drops his drawers and moons his band. Okay. And uh, it was pretty funny because at some point later in the evening, B.A. kind of moons people, whether intentionally or accidentally. I think it was accidentally. And Scott said to Todd, he said, well, that's the second time I've seen a man's ass tonight. And Todd's reply was pretty classic. He said, well, the night's still it's still early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wait, till, just wait till Tom starts walking around the hotel naked again. <laughs> exactly. Half naked. You know, half naked. So, yeah, so, so the Chiefs were great, honestly. They, they, were, they were a ton of fun. It's, and like I said, they're, they're a fun band to see live. They're guitar players. One of them has, one of them kind of looks like Motley Crue, 1985. The other one almost has like a kind of a flock of seagulls thing going on. Wow. Just jet black hair. You know, they're taking pictures. There's a photographer up front 
taking pictures of them and they're just striking a pose and it was just it was, it was great it was but they're great like i said great guitar players that great two guitar kind of dead boys uh you know stones dead boys guitar sound it was great it, they sounded great it was it was a lot of fun yeah sounds good i got good. into the crowd a couple of times got in the crowd to sing hammersmith pele and a couple of these other couple of other songs so no, no, no. that was that was it does was does he play guitar too or fun. does he just sing no he just sings there's two guitar players they're okay. five piece okay gotcha you said they had a fill-in bass player, but you wouldn't know it. They, they they sounded great. You know, the sound was pretty good. Like I said, this was not clearly not like a huge, amazing sound system. But all overall, I thought the sound was pretty good all night. Though I know that the dude that Slobby struggled with sound and their monitors and stuff. I know they they it was not a great night for them as far as that stuff went. Now I've always wondered so, that. How, how oftentimes do the support bands sound fine? And the headlining band sounds like shit. That always that always puzzled me because like the headlining band should be the ones that you know that sound check for the most. So how does that happen? Well, it's well in an arena. It's easier to understand because you got so you get the band the main band comes on sound checks or whatever, and then you got the other band they dial in for that, and they have a hard time getting back to it or whatever. But this it's not like there was a sound check. Every band set up and you know I mean every band set up and kind of did their own individual sound check. It wasn't like Sloppy Seconds was there at two in the afternoon doing their sound check. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think the problem that Slobby was having was the the monitors. Okay. I just don't think I don't think they were and you could tell they weren't super in sync. And I'm I i do not want to be critical because we had an absolutely amazing time. Todd and I were standing next to each other just screaming out the words. I, I mean it's a, almost a week later, my voice is still not one hundred percent back. Uh-huh. I have that deep, rich smoker's yes. voice, but oh, I'm a yes. So yeah, yeah. So it was it, you know, so it might not have been I've never seen, but it was definitely the one I needed the most. Yeah, it was yeah. just it was perfect, you know. Yeah, perfect oh, in its own way. Yeah, sounds like I it was actually, awesome. and I got two things. So I'm not. A, it was it was an amazing, amazing time. This whole I would give me a good headliner to next year. No question about it. I would make the drive again. We had such a good time, and it's like I said, pretty inexpensive. So the Saturday night, dude. Apparently, I wasn't the only one drinking my weight because, well, I remember. Like, we're three bands into Saturday Night, and there's this older guy. I mean, older, like our, my age, you know, not, not like, super old. But he probably was there to see Slobby Seconds. There are three bands in. This guy was falling down. <laughs> oh, God. Like, oh. But so on Saturday night, they ran out of Yinling. They ran out of PBR. I mean, we're drinking. By the end of the night, we're drinking, like, I think they had Coors Light left. That was it. Oh, Jesus. We're drinking Bud Light. We're drinking Coors Light. I see people drinking Bush Light. It was just, like... We literally drank the place. Well, didn't they have anything decent? Didn't they have Guinness or anything? So I assume. Well, I don't know, Mister Fancy Pants. We just were drinking whatever they had. I, I doubt. Is Guinness, is Guinness fancy? It's not like I'm asking for a fucking I don't I, know, they, IPA or something, you know? Well, they had some like I know they had a bunch of tap beer too. We weren't drinking any tap beer, but I think that I mean it was just it, everything I drank. They ran out of glasses. It was. Like I said, I would assume that the bar would be happy to have them back. Oh, for sure. It sounds like it, man. If they run out of beer, but, fucking but, hell, yeah. But by the same token, like the bathroom was trash. There was at least two buckets catching drips in the bathroom that were mostly full. It smelled like piss. The floor was wet. You know, there was definitely those kind of, like I said, it was like a church basement. I don't think a church basement set up for 200 drunken 
Funk Riders. Yep, yep. Two hundred. Dude, it was great. It was great people watching though. There was a guy there who was like fully decked out in like Michael Graves gear. Oh boy. Uh, Excellent. There was some like old school punk rockers. At one point, I'm sitting next to this woman. Looked like a like she just dropped her kids off at the soccer game. It was it was an interesting. <laughs> interesting mix of people i'm guessing it and wasn't like, as so, interesting as uh as the people in grand rapids oh the, uh, weekend no before. no not as interesting as mulligans no yeah. that was but, but the thing with that mulligans it was like really nobody normal looking right like you and i were the normal looking guys right yeah we, well, I mean, well, well, well no, apart from things. the main bar the main bar had some jocks that were in there yeah you that's know? true but yeah the punks in the back were pretty fancy oh yeah they pretty were fancy yeah fancy is a good word for it yeah but yeah it was uh so so I gotta say overall and I, I I did make a little bit of contact with the people running this thing. Um just a really you know, one of those things where you feel good about the people you're giving your money to. Yep. And uh just a tremendously good time. I'm working on writing a review of it. Brian, one of our listeners slash punk news readers actually <laughs> sent us a message about it. But it's like it was so much. Like I'm trying to condense it. You know, I had to use word economy. Now, and I do we, want to con- should try we try- to mention all the bands. Should we try and have the guy that ran the whole thing? Did you did you ever speak to him? Could could we have him on the show? Because that's like it could and be I an think, interesting I interview. Think, I th- well, I I think next year maybe we could potentially be a sponsor or something. We'll see. Oh sure, we'll yeah. figure it out. You know, we're getting these, these people are not corporate, and we're not either. And I think it could be a good a good combination. So we'll see. I know it's a long drive for you. You're not necessarily a big fan of the road trip, but we broke it up into chunks, and it was man, we had such a good time, Neil. Well, I could drive to you. I don't and, know, and, like you, that, and then and then Scott could yeah. drive either that, or I could fly into Baltimore or something. Yeah, that's true. Then you yeah. still have to drive back. But it was, uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was tremendously good time. Um, I survived. Use of Jews. It sounds like you were lucky. Okay, so how many? So you so you did take it easier on the Saturday night, then you were still out till two, but yeah. You, but you remember getting back to the hotel. We were. And stuff. Yeah, I think it was about three o'clock by the time we called it a night. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to do you want do you want to play a cheat song? Oh shoot! I got two more songs. Don't yeah, I? Yeah, you do. Yeah. All right. So let's do. Better than the rest, right? It was the one yep, I picked up. Better out. than the rest. Yeah. I know they. Pl- I know they played this one too. So okay. let's do the cheats. Better than the rest. Okay. Don't ask me what album it's from. 1220 miles to ease your weary mind. Every time I get ahead, it always leaves me far behind.
Okay, the cheats there with uh, better than the rest. So uh, yeah. Um, I have the newest. I have the newest cheats album on vinyl, but I have like CDs of other albums, okay. which I'll roll around in my car. So I don't. But I don't remember. Yeah. Which album or which which what the even the name of the songs are really. Well, you can thank so, me. You, you can, know, so one, you can thank me for getting you into the cheats, buddy. It's true. No, yeah. absolutely. You should have been there hanging out with us. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it was funny. You meet Todd, and he's just one of those guys where you feel like you know him your whole life. Did he remember the? Uh, did he remember coming on the show? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, excellent. Good, 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 good. I mean, I assume other than that, he was yeah, he treats strangers want you know <laughs> just, just just totally friendly to strangers. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, no, it was listen, man, it was it was amazing. Um, and you know something else I grabbed that I never never really had done was sloppy or anything. You know, I've, I think we've seen sloppy like fifteen times in the last ten years or something. Um, I got a set list. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And I also now I'll probably just tuck it into the record, you know, and I I don't know anything I have to do it, but um, I I got a cheat set list too. Okay. So I don't know. So that I don't cheat, know what I'm gonna do with them. That cheat song is called. Uh, I mean, it's better than the rest, and it was off the album Pussyfootin' from 2012. Pussyfootin'. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of I I dude, back in the day. I used to get set lists all the time, and I wish I yeah. still had them because those would be worth money. I got like old ones from like fucking U two from like eighty three, and like you know Echo and the Bunny Man from like eighty two and stuff. And those would actually be worth money. But um, mm. I have a couple of newer ones, and it's like, okay, what the hell do I do with this now? When you get when you get back from the show when the euphoria is worn off, you're like, okay, what do I want this for exactly? Yeah, well, but. that's why, yeah, because you don't. So I'll, like I said, I'll probably I, I got records from each of those bands. I'll probably tuck them in the records. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, someday yeah. when yeah. I'm dead, it'll be a nice surprise for somebody, right? When you, when you're dead, your kids have just thrown your shit right in the dumpster. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's my fear. It'll just make it burn it easier. Yeah. But you know what? It it was it was like I said. I, so Saturday night, I I picked up. Yeah, I think I said it already. I picked up Mud City Mangoes. I got yep. that one sloppy album I didn't have, and I got the Cheats forty five. Yep. So total, I got four LPs and three EPs. That's pretty cool, so, man. That's pretty cool. And you, and you, yeah. the fact that you managed to make get them all back to the hotel in one piece is, yeah. is the most amazing thing, right? Well, it is. It is amazing because our little social group that we hang out with. I was talking about how well, I'm like, well, I bought 13 records this month. That's enough, you know. And I don't think I was the highest total. No, I think that would be Dick Mandel's. I think would be. Uh... Well, and the fact that, the fact of the matter is, I'm going to Indy this weekend. And that'll probably be our next show, even though it probably won't be the whole show. So we'll talk about that. And we got some great letters, like I said, and we'll probably have to talk a few people off the edge as far as trying to get me checked into rehab or what. <laughs> yeah, really. So you're going to Indy this weekend um, to see? For the next episode. Who are you going to see this weekend, Tom? Zero Boys, 40th reunion. Zero Boys. It's the, what's it's the 40th, 40th anniversary, right? Yeah, I swear I just said that. You must Maybe my internet's finally dying again. Yeah, it, but did, no, it, yeah, it yeah. died a bit. No, yeah, we're going to see the Zero Boys at Black Circle Brewery. And I'm meeting a friend of ours. That it's a digital friend that I've never hung out with before, a friend of the podcast, Jake Pope. So I'm looking forward to it. We're going to go record shopping. We're going to go to the show at the Black Circle Brewery, and then we're going to go to the Melody Inn for the Clash Night. Because the show at the brewery is supposed to be done by 10, and I think Punk Rock Night at the oh, Mel God goes till damn it. Oh, that fucking annoys me. See, I would be definitely going to this with you, but... I've got a wedding to go to and I can't miss it. I, it's my buddy Rick's wedding. Congratulations, Rick. 
Yeah. Congratulations, Rick. I'm happy for you, man. I, even, uh, though you're making, even though you're ruining Neil's life. Yeah, I would fucking love to go and to this, this poor, And show. this poor woman, probably. Yeah, right? No, no, no <laughs> definitely about that. I mean, he'd have, dude, I'll tell you what, if he'd gone to this thing with you, he'd have been able to keep up with you, whereas I wouldn't be. I'd have been in bed already. Well, maybe and he, next year, man. You guys, yeah. you guys come out there. We need to, we need to, well, see, we'll still be, we'll still be in our 40s next year, but barely. Yeah. Um. But, so, okay, so, Clash Night, huh? God damn it. What, they've got a cover band or something? I mean, it's, it's, no, it's it's a bunch of bands, uh, you know, probably play some Clash songs, but it's, I don't know, it just sounds like fun. We'll go over there and meet up with Rich. You know, it's funny, I, I, the thing I love is, you know, so we're in freaking Cumberland, Maryland, right? We're eight, I'm eight hours by car from home, and I'm running to people I kind of know, you sure. know? Oh, like, for sure, know. that's amazing, yeah. And it's that. awesome. So this, this, this silly podcast has opened up a lot of doors and windows for us. So, like, it's, you know, um, Jake knows a lot of people. He was a, he was a... Uh, a touring drummer for a bunch of years. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he meet, you know, inter- makes some insert- introductions in indie and, uh, I know it should be cool. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, like I said, my, my wife is definitely not that thrilled with the amount of time I've spent out of town, but I'll make it up to her over the next month. So I, are, you, staying I, home are you, are you sure the dead boys are playing? Cause I'm looking at black, whatever brewery. I'm sorry. It, zero boys, zero boys, zero boys, zero boys. I mean, zero yeah, no, yes, no, I'm sorry. I meant zero boys. I'm not seeing them mentioned on their website at all. Yeah. Look at this Google stranger things presenter. So like, I just got another email today about it. No, it's definitely happening. Okay. Who now who's playing with them? You know, nobody important. And one of the openers is from Grand Rapids that I've never seen, hmm. which is weird. Once makes me wonder if like, they recorded with Paul or something. I just can't imagine how a Grand Rapids band gets on that bill. Hmm. I guess unless they're on the brewery's radar. I don't know. It's a cool brewery. I've been there before. I've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, right. you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. No, there, it's cool. There we go. Like I said, okay, okay, I'm looking at it now. Definitely looking forward to it. You know, and I I didn't even, honestly, Neil, I didn't even bring a mask with me when I left for the weekend. I was like, oh, shit, I hope I don't need one. Um, I probably should remember to grab one going on to indie. Just, I don't know if some of the record stores, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, once again, you know, we got a lot of COVID stuff going on, but it doesn't seem like they're really looking to shut stuff down, even though a lot of tours, like if one member of the crew or one member of the band or whatever gets it, then everything's shut down. So right. I don't know, man. We're just holding on. I hope, hope we hope we can do Boris in October. I hope we can do Sloppy again in October. So we'll see what happens. So just F- rock bowling. Oh. Yeah. Just FYI, it says looking at this website, I guess negative approach are playing Black Circle Brewing in September. I don't know if you knew that. Nice. September twenty fifth. Maybe we we'll have to go down there for that too. Yeah. Oh no, that's Punk Rock Bowling weekend. Forget it. Oh, that's right. It is. God damn it. Yeah. If Punk Rock Bowling happens, I think that's the one that's most iffy. I think. Yeah. As far as the plug pulled on it, but we'll see. Yeah. It's getting pretty close now. If they're going to do it, they better do it soon. So. Well, they're probably anyway. they're probably looking at it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this, yeah, you know, a couple weeks ago you went down to Florida and we did a Neil episode. Now we did a Tom episode. Next week, like I said, we'll, I'm sure I'll talk about my adventures in indie, but we'll probably have to open it up a little bit too. So, well, just just, just to wind this up, so Sunday yep. morning you get up, you check out of the hotel, and then you go straight back home on Sunday, or what did you do? No, well, that's right. I got a sloppy song too. Yep, you do. Um, so we'll, we can go out with that one. We, um, so we were in Pittsburgh 15 or 16 years ago, and I love Pittsburgh. Man, we had a great time there. 
the South Side Flats, they call it. It's just bar after bar after bar. It's great fun. Yeah, it's also bridge um, after bridge after bridge. I didn't like it. Yeah, so it much. is. Well, I mean, but the other thing is, when we were there like 16 years ago, we went to see a Pittsburgh Pirates game. And everybody says, oh, the Pittsburgh ballpark is the most beautiful ballpark there is. And when we were there 16 years ago, I only remember two things. One, it rained. It rained hard. It rained so hard that I can't believe they could play baseball at all. Mm-hmm. And two, for the one and only time in my life, I got a kidney stone. Oh, shit. So so my, my pee hole, for lack of a better term, was just burning and Scott thought I was going to die. So <laughs> maybe that's the movie. That's the theme of our friendship, right? I remember Scott telling me later, he's like, if you died, I was going to call your dad, not your wife. I'm like, <laughs> you cop. But anyway, so we had been to this ballpark and seen a game, and it was, and, and, and it, but it wasn't really very good. So I'd always, so we kind of got to write that cosmic wrong. So we actually took off, we actually got up kind of earlier, and we got out of the hotel and we went to Pittsburgh. And, uh, yeah, we went and saw the Pirates, and we bought our tickets on the street, and we were sitting right on the Pittsburgh dugout. Now, oh, granted, wow. the Pirates suck. Yeah. Pirates suck this year. But we bought our tickets for 30 bucks a piece off the street. They were $70-something tickets. The game was boring as hell. It was 2-1. to one. But it was such a beautiful day, and it was uh, it was really cool. It was, it was, it was like, like I said, I kind of righted a karmic wrong. Of course, I also got kind of karmically screwed when we went to get beers, and they were literally like thirteen fifty for a beer. Oh, there you go. That made up for your weekend of cheap beers, see? Makes up for my Coors Light that I had to finish the night on Saturday when we drank the bar dry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so we did that. And then we uh, we actually went out and hit the town pretty hard on Sunday night. Of course you did. And Jesus, why the bars were open till I think, 2. I think we made it till 2. We stayed in an area where we could walk to the busiest parts, even though I must say the crowd was a lot younger than us. But we still found some really cool bars. There's a tiki bar down there. Oh, the tiki bar that Todd, uh, back to Todd Sheets, does his uh, DJing at. Ah. It's a super, super cool place, so we love that. Uh, there's another moose. Uh, the Smiling Moose is another great kind of punk-owned bar down there that we've been to before. And, uh, yeah, we found a couple cool things. And it was it was really uh, – there's a place called Brewski's, a real – dive real hellhole that we really enjoyed um so no it was good it was a good time so yeah that's how we finished up and then monday we finally got up you know drove for a little bit got some lunch came home i was home you know monday evening okay everybody you'd be, seems you'd, so, you'd be locked out so, <laughs> everybody seems sort of glad to see me yeah it's the dog yep <laughs> you smelled of beer so. and fucking <laughs> the beer and debauchery and sadness Exactly. And, well, you know, I got to tell you, you know, this is the way it used to be, especially when the kids were little. It was like, man, we're responsible dudes. We do our jobs. We go to work. Sure. We provide for our family. Yeah. So we would take a few days and just, just get mind erased, you know? Yeah. And that's we've kind of gone away from that over the years. So like I said, this is actually a fun throwback road trip. We went to a ball game. We drank way too much. We hung out with some friends. We saw some great bands. Honestly, dude, I, 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 I can't imagine how it could have been better. Oh, I'm jealous, man. That sounds, it sounds like you had a great time. No, it was, I'm actually it was, it very was, jealous. It was amazing. Yeah. So anyway, once again, punktalidi77 at Gmail. Save your freaking motherly advice. Um, <laughs> or punktalidi podcast Unless, on and, and, if, and if Tom assaulted you that night in Cumberland, Maryland, please write into oh, the show boy. before you go on, on to see the on, other the podcast. I'm gonna be on the I'm gonna be on the enough podcast. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Neil's gonna have to find another sensible Midwesterner to take my place. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, Dick Mandels, come on with me. <laughs> Actually, well, I said sensible. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you did. Two yeah. things that Dick Mandels is not. <laughs> yeah, All right, listen. 
So <laughs> this this song pretty much sums up my feelings about the whole about the whole evening. Another great, great sloppy second song. We're gonna finish off with this. And uh, this is uh, th- thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. And yep. uh, this this uh, you know Neil, say your thing, and I'll announce the song, and then we will get out of here. Tom, these these words are for you, my friend. Stay free, stay sober, and uh, keep a little <laughs> mark in your heart, buddy. Okay. <laughs> just like adding the under God part to the Pledge of Allegiance, Neil. Yep. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll smell you later. This is Slobby Seconds. Shut up and pour me a drink. Yep. Bye, everybody. Smell you later. Fuck you. Give me a bottle of booze. Here's my dollar. Suck my dick. <laughs>